What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Chance at Greatness. This is your host, Rodney Chance. And no, we don't have any intro music. For whatever reason, Apple Podcasts is giving me a tough time getting the music on. So I'm going to just keep it plain for now with just, you know, with the audio. As we transition into the visual, I'll add some music to it. Um, I'll have some help from others that will assist because honestly, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's great to be back on. We got a lot in store. The last time that I was on was Juneteenth weekend. It also happened to be Father's Day weekend. It was my first Father's Day that I got to celebrate. And let me just tell you, it was amazing. Like God has blessed me. You know, God has truly blessed me to be able to be a role model, a father, um, someone that my child can look up to and try to be better than, you know, and I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that his life is as easy as possible. He doesn't have to worry about anything, but also just setting that foundation and structure that was set for me when I was growing up um, to just show me the way so that I can, in turn, return the favor. Um, so basically, yeah, it was my first Father's Day with Jackson. Oh my goodness, it was it was amazing. I started the day with my family and ended with family. Um, that weekend, my cousin had a baby shower. Um, Jackson got to meet his great-grandfather. This is four generations, y'all, four generations of chance excellence. Um, he got to meet his great-grandfather, unfortunately, because of COVID. Um, there has been a lot of not being able to see family, which stinks. But now that we're getting over this situation, we're able to see more family. My great grandfather, excuse me, his great grandfather, um, he got to meet. He's been able to on our weekly Zoom calls with my grandfather out in California, which is also his great grandfather, got to um, talk to him through, the, you know, through the phone. Can't see him in person, but that's still um, that present presence and knowing that your family is loving you and just all of that. Like, ah, it's just amazing. Like my dad, man, we're going to have a segment where I just talk about what my dad means to me, what my dad means to my family and shoot what my dad means to a lot of people that are involved in my life. Um, my dad is everything. Hardest working dude I know in the world. But um, yes, hope y'all fathers out there enjoyed. Shout out Pop-Up Chance. Shout out Pop-Up Irvin. Um, he be holding it down, man. Shout out to my grandfather, um, granddad, Roy Chance. Shout out to my other grandfather, Joseph Pope. Um, I just appreciate the males that are in my life who have been, you know, extremely impactful, molded me to be the man I am today and just assist and really just hold it down for their families and a true role model. Shout out to Uncle D too, Uncle Dana. Y'all know who you are, you know, Uncle Brian, Uncle B, all y'all. And also, it was the first Father's Day for my cousin B as well. So, yeah, thank you, everybody who has been a huge part of my life and continue to pass down that love to my son, Jackson. It was awesome. But let's get into it because we got a lot on tap. Um, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I want y'all to stay engaged and listening to me. I know y'all love this voice. Nah, but in all seriousness... Like I told y'all before, I want to start my episodes highlighting, you know, black excellence. Um, I think it's very important for us not to just sweep under the rug the hiring that the Celtics just made. Um, it was very huge. 
So to me, what I would like to discuss first and foremost is black excellence. The second I would like to discuss is the Celtics. Then after that, we're going to jump into Dame Lillard, Dame time, transition into Shikari Richardson. I know y'all been seeing a lot about her on the news. Followed by that, we're going to transition into the Phoenix Mercury. Shout out the team, the girls, you know, women doing their thing. The Phoenix Suns, who are going to the finals. Finish off with a little bit of Jamal Adams and the Seahawks. And lastly, of course, you know, this is Chance at Greatness. Obviously, for me, I'm transitioning into becoming an NFL agent. We're one month away, officially, test date, one month away. I want to talk about that briefly, as well as NIL. So let's jump into it. So the Celtics, they hired Ime Uduka, which is also, he played in the NBA. He was in the NBA and overseas for 12 years. And I apologize if I mispronounced that name. Let me retract a bit. Ime Udoka. Just so that everybody moving forward says his name correctly, because out of respect, he deserves that. He retired in 2012, and he was assistant coach with the Spurs, a team that he actually played for. He won a ring with them as an assistant coach in 2014, and then he had an opportunity to leave. So he left in 2019 to join Brett Brown as an assistant with the 76ers. 2019, he also had an opportunity to coach the USA team in the 2019 FIBA World Cup. That team, ironically, featured Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, three current members of the Boston Celtics. Unfortunately, during that season, Brett Brown, he was fired because the process wasn't going as the process should. And what happened was he left as well. He then joined the Brooklyn Nets staff in 2020. Now, y'all know with the Nets, man. They got Kyrie and KD all in the same year. Unfortunately, KD was hurt, so he didn't play. But they got to see their potential, a glimpse of it this past season. And I believe that they're honestly going to win the whole thing next year. But um, Ime was hired as the 18th Celtics head coach on June 23rd of this year, 2021. He also made history as the sixth African-American head coach in Celtics history. First Nigerian and person of African origin to be named an NBA head coach. Let me say that again. First Nigerian and person of African origin to be named an NBA head coach. That's major. A quick little quote from Greg Popovich, one of the best coaches in NBA history. He said, he exudes a confidence and a comfort in his own skin where people just gravitate to him. He's a fundamentally sound teacher because he's comfortable with himself. He knows the material and players read it. I point that out because the Celtics current team is a young roster. They need that structure, but they also need to hear a voice and perspective for somebody who was a three and D wing who played in the league and also has won titles. This will be very, very impactful for the young studs such as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, coach number 18, chasing banner number 18, whew, got a nice little ring to it. But he's also bringing a successful woman by his side, Nia Long. 
do your research young bucks if y'all don't know who nia long is y'all might want to tap into love jones one of my favorite shows fresh prince of bel-air she was on there nia long whew. baby don't don't hurt me when you listen to this i'm i'm just i'm just highlighting that that's his girl all right so jason tatum we don't really need to get into too much about him but the reason why i want to discuss it is unfortunately he didn't make the all nba team and i think it wasn't right that he didn't make it because he battled covid and he came back and still was hooping like you know everybody responds differently to covid everybody has a different effect but he battled covid and he still dropped 50 in a game now what's important is i'm turning into an agent like i told y'all it's very important to acknowledge what's in the contract you really want to be thorough when you're doing these things now due to him getting an extension from the celtics he's unfortunately only going to be able to get 25 percent of his rookie max deal instead of 30. this will cost him 32.6 million of potential earnings now granted he's still going to make a lot of money but we look at that generational wealth and things of that nature every penny matters you know he's he's sacrificing putting his blood sweat and tears into the game he deserves to make that and now that he didn't get that all nba team it hurts him another man that i want to praise that makes a lot of money and deserves it because he does it the right way coming from a small school with a chip on his shoulder is dame time damian lillard i'm gonna ask y'all you know when you put a lot into things you try to perfect your craft when you just grind and grind and grinding and you're not asking anything in return don't you think you deserve to be rewarded for your sacrifice don't you think you deserve to be happy at the end of the day i believe we all as individuals in this world are entitled to happiness happiness comes in many different shapes and forms some people believe happiness is having the most money in the world to me happiness has a different meaning you know, love, being supported by your family, being close to family, just many different variables. But I believe Dame Lillard, after all he's been putting in, in Portland, a market that's not big, not too many people watch them because their games come on super late. You know, I'm an East Coast guy. Their games come on at 1030. It's, it's hard to stay up and watch those, but I appreciate greatness. And he appreciates it because he got the max deal he's making serious bread he got cj mccullum who i think is a serious hooper you know someone who i follow chris brickley who's a trainer in new york who works out with him and he just gets better year in year out but is cj mccullum going to get them over the edge going to get them over over the hump i'm not sure and is it doing cj a disservice because he could be playing elsewhere being that featured guy I'm not sure but one thing we do know is that they hired chauncey billis mr big shot proven winner champion a point guard damian lillard a point guard he knows what damian lillard sees out there because he played the position he knows how to navigate that and lead a team kind of you know galvanize the, the troops i think that was the start of portland's transition into getting Damian Lillard exactly what he needs because he's extremely loyal he doesn't want to leave 
So why not in turn hire a coach who can get him over the top and end up changing that roster and providing the talent that is necessary for them to succeed? As we move forward, one of the biggest trending topics in the sports world has been on Ms. Shikari Richardson. Y'all can do your research, you put her name in, and everything in the world will pop up on her. And often, many of these writers out there are criticizing her. But I don't want to criticize her. I want to start with acknowledging some of her accomplishments, some of the many accomplishments that she has, and she's going to have many, many more. Trust me. In 2019, she broke the NCAA record with 10.75 in the 100 meter. So what'd she do? <laughs> she followed that up in 2021 with a 10.72 in the 100 meter. She's the sixth fastest woman in history. And oh, she's only 21 years old. So for y'all out there, give this lady her damn flowers. But on a serious note, she was recently suspended due to testing positive for marijuana and will be unable to run the 100 meter at the Olympics, which is later this month. You know, a very unfortunate circumstance for her because, as I just told y'all, she breaks records. She is one of the fastest in the world, male or female. And she's just being knocked where she can't compete in the 100 at the Olympics because she tested positive. So a lot of people have been hating on her. And why would you do that? You knew it was at stake. And oftentimes, you know, we forget that these athletes are human and fail to acknowledge that they hurt too. And something that Shikari said was, don't judge me because I am human. I'm you. I just happen to run a little faster. <laughs> Shoot, a lot faster. I was trying to hide my pain. So why can't we just take that last part where she said, I was trying to hide my pain and use that to kind of support her. You know, what, what's going on? And the thing that's happening was she recently had found out that her mom died. Now, I don't know how everybody else deals with, you know, losing a loved one, but it hurts. You know, someone that means the world to you or somebody that has a significant role in your life or somebody who is a parent, grandparent, whoever it may be, if you lose them, they're no longer here, you react differently. Some people, you know, they act as if nothing happened. Some people are extremely emotional. Some people, the world is crashing. So why can't we respect that she found that out and that she had to deal with her emotions? She just happened to cope a little differently. You know, I can't tell you that in my lifetime, I haven't utilized something where I thought it was in the best interest for me um, to deal with emotions. Something that I usually do when I'm dealing with um, stress or, you know, hurt, emotion, whatever it may be, is going to the gym. You know, growing up, I would just go outside in the backyard and just play ball. I'll be playing ball for hours, 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 or I'll go to the field and just do footwork early in the morning, late at night whatever it may be to get my mind off of it. And that's what she did. She made a poor judgment. Yes, 
You know, her mind was going elsewhere. She wanted something to escape from the reality of the hurt, the loss. And obviously, if she could do it all over again, I'm sure she would have used a different outlet. But rather than knock her down, let's support her. Let's give her the positivity that she needs to help her get through this difficult chapter in her life. And trust me, for all those that talk bad on her name, like she's not going to forget. Y'all going to feel her pain for sure in these relays. But more importantly, in these world games next year, she's going to blow it out the water because it was people that was just bad name calling her all over her case because of this lapse in judgment. She's human at the end of the day. So everybody, please, let's uplift her. Let's continue to let her know that, you know, we support her. We may not personally know her, which is fine, but just show her love. You know, that's what she needs to get through this tough time. As we're on the subject of women just dominating, let's shout out those Phoenix Mercury. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. Diana Taurasi, UConn alum. I can't believe she's still in the league. Like Diana Taurasi is one of the best to do it. I've always said if she played in the NBA, she could put up buckets. <laughs> like I feel as though she's that good. Diana Taurasi, a couple weeks ago, scored 9,000, her 9,000th point, making WNBA history. So another person who followed up that um, history mark was Skylar Diggins-Smith. And what she did was make history as well. Now, hers isn't as, um, as many points as Diana Taurasi, obviously, because, you know, Diana Taurasi has been in the league much, much longer than her. But what she did is major. And I hope that people out there, you know, regardless of male or female sport, they acknowledge it. Like, we, that's what we need to do. We need to acknowledge those who are just making history. And what she did was she became the fastest WNBA player to reach 3,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 200 steals. Big shout out to you. Like, for real. That is major. But they're not the only Phoenix team that's making noise. And as y'all know, the Phoenix Suns are going to the finals. The first finals appearance since 1993. And they're going to go up against the Milwaukee Bucks, whose first finals appearance since 1974. And I'm a huge LeBron James fan. You know, wherever LeBron goes, I go. And I'm also a huge Boston Celtics fan. You know, that's the hometown team. But I would love to see LeBron in the finals right now, obviously. But it is sort of nice to see, you know, different faces get that opportunity. And a man who deserves that opportunity more than <laughs> many people in the league is CP3, Chris Paul, a.k.a. as Point God. I mean, he's been in the league for 16 years and he's finally getting his opportunity to raise that trophy as a final champ. You know, when he was with the Clippers, he dominated, but it was always something that kept him from getting to that next stage. Injury, collapse, you know, up 3-1 and, and losing. And then when he went to the Rockets, the same 
thing. Have the talent, but injury set him back. Up 3-1 and end up losing. You know? It can't always just be on one individual. Unfortunately, he experienced some bad luck. But he stayed down, stayed true to himself. And this year, despite in the first round injuring his shoulder, he was able to overcome. Like, you you can just see it in Chris Paul. Like, there is nothing stopping this man. There's nothing going to stop him. Like, he is on a serious mission. And you love to see that. And I hope, you know, that he's rewarded at the end of this season for this hard work and what he's done. Because, mind you, he was traded for Russell Westbrook and kind of just, they wrote him off. Like, he's not good anymore. Traded into OKC Thunder, who was one of the worst teams, and he ended up making them a playoff team. So they went from a young team who was one of the worst teams, and he turned them into a playoff team. And then he just goes to the Phoenix Suns to reunite, you know, with his old coach. And he saw something special. You know, they got some studs there. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. And he says, you know what? You know, a couple years ago, they were one of the worst teams. And they had a young core. And what I just did at OKC, I brought that young core and I uplifted them. So they seen how to win. I think I can do the same thing over in Phoenix. And Phoenix finished the year strong last year in the bubble, 8-0. They didn't make the playoffs, but they had some momentum. And it's amazing to see what they are doing. You know? Devin Booker, you know, I'm a firm believer in this in his game. Like, <laughs> I'm a firm believer in it. And I have been since his days at Kentucky. I think John Calipari could have did a better job of starting him. And maybe they would have won the national title while he was there. But again, you kind of need those weapons to come off the bench and ignite the team. And I think that's what he was doing. But when Devin Booker, when he dropped 70 points against the Celtics back in 2017, I said, oh, <laughs> oh, that man's special. And he was doing it on a team that just wasn't winning. You know, he was just putting up empty stats. But it all prepared him for this moment, you know. He was able to lead a team, being the star. And when Chris Paul went out, he did exactly what he had been doing previously, was leading a team. In the first game of the Western Conference Finals, he dropped 40, 13 rebounds and 11 assists. First ever triple-double for him. He gave a glimpse of, yes, I'm a star and I can lead my team to where they need to go. And I think a lot of people... Or, you know, comparing him to Kobe Bryant. Let it be, you know. Oftentimes, we do too much comparing players during their career. You know, let the entire story complete. Let it play out. Why can't he just be Devin Booker? Why do you need to compare him? Let him be his own player. Now, when it's all said and done, when his career is over, you know, we'll rank him. Was he one of the best shooting guards of all time? Yeah. But for now, why can't we enjoy Devin Booker, the young stud? A guy that I feel as though is very underrated and everybody is starting to see now is a man who came out of Villanova who dominated when he was at Villanova. He came out in the 2018 draft and he was pretty much written off. You know, he was traded for Zaire Smith. 
He got drafted number 10 by the Sixers and got traded to the Suns. Basically, like, it was a dream come true for him at the time, and then he got shipped off. And one of the things that I noticed that they mentioned in his notes in 2018, they said he lacks upside. Well, um, the journalists, the reporters, um, people that cover the game, do you think he lacks upside now? Because he's been an X factor for this Phoenix Suns team, and he continues to ascend. He's that typical 3 and D guy, you know, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", long pause, that can play defense, shoot the three, get to the hole, grab boards, and can even facilitate the perfect piece that you need to add to that championship puzzle. Another this guy is Mikael Bridges. The guy that I would like to discuss is DeAndre Ayton. He was also in that 2018 class. Number one, actually. And he was somebody that was kind of like, ah, he's good, but is he going to put it together? And this is where leadership comes in. Chris Paul. What DeAndre Ayton said was he was the best thing that ever happened to my career. The best thing to ever happen to my career. I couldn't agree more, my brother. In the regular season, average 14 points, 10 boards, 62% from the field goal. And in the postseason, he's averaging 16 points, 12 boards, and 70% field goal percentage. Game changer. I think he's extremely talented and he's going to continue to tap in into his potential. Now, I would like to discuss something that has just been bothering me. Like, I do not understand it for the life of me. The Seattle Seahawks traded two first round draft picks to acquire Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a problem. A problem. There's not many that can do what he can do. One of my favorite players, Honey Badger. He can blitz off the edge. He can drop back in coverage. He can play safety. He can, he can fill the run gaps. He can do it all. Jamal Adams fits that mold. But Jamal Adams, in my opinion, at this stage in his career, so young, he's ahead of Honey Badger. You know, this man, <laughs> it's crazy. He played 12 games last year and had nine and a half sacks. 12 games and had nine and a half sacks at safety. That's more than many defensive ends and pass rushers who get paid primarily just to see ball, get ball, get the quarterback. This man is tasked with dropping back in coverage, knowing his assignments all over the field. And he had nine and a half sacks in 12 games. I just, it amazes me that this man has not received a contract extension from Seattle yet? Like, Picara, my brother, what, what are you waiting for? You know, you have all this talent there. Why waste it? I get it. You know, a lot of people, they might not want to pay a safety that amount of money. But the man is making $9.8 million this year, which is 12th in the league at safety. And granted, you know, TV deals, more money coming in and turning into the salary cap makes it higher. I get that. 
And that is why, you know, Justin Simmons, shout out Boston College, is making $17 million in total cash this year. But Jamal Adams deserves to be a top three, if not number one, in terms of the most money made at safety. Because he doesn't just drop back in coverage and just make tackles. He puts pressure on the ball. He puts pressure on offensive coordinators. They don't know where he's going to line up. He changes game plans. Those are things that are different. That's an X factor. He should be paid as such. He he deserves that. Seattle, y'all got a good thing going. It's one of the best divisions in football with the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals. Why not pay the man and keep a young nucleus together? Lastly, as I mentioned to y'all, on this Mentality Monday, I want for y'all to just focus. Like a lot of people had today off, as we know, but you got to use these type of days to progress in your life. You know, stay disciplined, you know, sit down with the wife or the husband, whoever it may be, and go over the finances or, you know what? Like for me, I'm in sales. I feel as though everybody in sales taking today off. So what am I doing? I'm getting ahead. I'm out meeting with customers. I'm getting ahead doing things that other people are not. Athletes, there are many people who are partying, who are doing different things, wasting time. Use this day to get ahead and separate yourself. As my boy Joshua Grady says, this is the year of separation. I've said it to a few people. Stay disciplined. Agent exam, one month away. August 5th. We're locked in. We ready to roll. NIL, name, image, and likeness. Athletes, use your leverage. Do not allow people to take advantage of you to gain their exposure. Think of the long-term vision. On this note, we out. Thank you for tuning in.